Hey, hey. How's it going? Pretty good. It's a beautiful day. Nice. It is, yeah. Are you enjoying it uh, outside or are you in a car today? I'm outside again. So nice. we're, we're back okay. We're back to the to the true, you know, season, season of coasters. We're outside. It enjoying is. A, enjoying a gorgeous day, thinking about, you know, a coaster cycling and such. Um, mm-hmm. I'm drinking a beer, which is very unusual for me. I don't really drink, but I'm having a Labatt Blue Canadian Pilsner here. Um, okay. I have no idea why. I bought them because Victoria wanted some beers and... Uh, you know, I just figured like might as well try to I think go I've easy ever... on the diet cokes. So. Yeah, stay off the sugar a little bit. Need some liquid. I'm having There's a very a yeah, a very um, to what I would assume to most people would seem an unpleasant combination of a Labatt Blue and an Airhead. Um, I don't know if people usually combine candy with beer, but that's kind of how that's how I am. That's kind of guy. Yeah, I feel like that's like a good strategy. It keeps you going. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Sometimes at a bar, I'll order a Coke if like I'm really tired to like get myself going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, like sugar in me. Yeah. I need like a little rush. Well, certainly, I remember I'll from the that. days when I, I did drink more. Um, nothing felt better than like being really drunk and then drinking something that isn't alcohol for the first time in like seven hours. And, oh, for and sure. It's yeah. like, oh, God. Yeah. Being like even like the level of hydrated that like a Coca Cola gives you, which is like not super superior to like the level of hydration you get from beer, but mm-hmm. it's something though, like a fountain mm-hmm. Coke that just hits the spot. Oh God. Yeah. The fountain, a lot of people get goes lost hard. when it yeah. com- comes to soda. They, they think, you know, they're having this debate between glass bottle and can, and they forget that fountain, fountain is, is way so superior. Yeah. I, it blows I think a generation, yeah. a generation of zoomers raised on Coca-Cola freestyle machines might not realize how good like a regular fountain soda is or like the soda that kind of like when it's working well comes out of the like bar tap thing that the, when they like push the Coke button or whatever. Uh-huh. That shit's great. It is. Yeah. It's a classic experience. Mm-hmm. Really I feel like um, a way we could like further Amerifat coaster and park design would be to have soda available while you're waiting in line. That seems like a time when people might want it. And it's not available to them. Well, they should have people really... coming around to get like little like a snack cart yeah. or something. That should yeah, be a yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like um like how like when you're, you know, sitting in your section at a ball game or whatever, like it, it will be more expensive than if you were to get it out of line, but you can have it in line. And if you're, you know, in line for, for nitro and it's like forty five minutes of waiting, um you know, you might might just like be able to finish a soda in that time. And yeah, sure, that probably increases the number of people vomiting on the ride. But I think it also decreases the number of people that are complaining about the heat in line. It is, yeah. It will cut down on just like the grumpy customers or just like the people that would complain yeah. later. I mean, yeah, we talk about it a lot on the yeah, show when you start going roller coaster tycoon customer yeah. mode. And, mm-hmm. you, and you're just like, you're looking at your feet and you're just kind of like shuffling around all sad. And like sometimes all it takes to like set you straight from that is a nice soda. Yeah, exactly. You just need a little like sugar. You need like a pep in your step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just being cranky I, at that point. And hell, the way the parks are going yeah. now, you can serve beer too. A lot of parks just serve beer now, which that was like unthinkable, you know, 15 years ago or so. Now it's pretty normal. Most of the Cedar Fair parks seem to at least have events where alcohol is available in places in the park, yeah. if not like carry a, an alcoholic beverage everywhere which some parks seem to also be cool with so. right but is there a rate of people getting more sick on rides now like has that gone up I, if people I, are drinking more i actually i feel like it's probably gone down because 
inversions are less common and a lot of the rides are airtime experiences, which I think are a lot less likely to make you sick. Maybe it's just me and the way I feel, but like, I feel like a whippy inversion is like, it gives you that like stomach tightness in a way that like, um, you know, a hill on a ride really never is going to spinning. Obviously also like any park with a spinning coaster is probably going to have some vomiting issues just because like that motion is going to get people. Um, but yeah, I feel like the, the sickest I could imagine being is probably certain flat rides that like go both up and down and spin that just, that's like, like, um, I don't know what would be a good example of that. Like, like an up and like down a, ride, just like like a tower like terror a, or something, like, or, or no, no, like a fireball ride, which is or oh, okay. not a fireball, um, a spin ball. A spin ball is the one I'm thinking. Oh, of. It's right, a flat okay. ride where yeah. you are like at times I think upside down, or if not, you're just like hanging below this thing and you're spinning on one axis, and it's also kind of like rotating an arm that's moving you sort of like up and down, so you're sort of like rotating on two axes. Oh, um, I've seen those, yeah. Yeah, I think those like carnivals get like fucked up. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like a huge carny. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not for... riding carnies, but like, I, and I've never been on a spin ball, but I know yeah. that 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 is definitely That's a big something ride that would, there. Yeah. Would, would make me sick. I think a, a break dance would probably make me sick, also, which is the like really really fast spinning one um, that mm-hmm. was pretty common in carnivals in the '90s. What's their What's their stance on carnivals? Are we pro or against carnivals? Um, I'm pro the nature of the carnival. Yeah, that's I'm where, pro like, carnival that's where, spirit. You know, that's where, like, rides and the whole idea of amusements kind of got their start. But I think at this point, like, the state fair, carnivals, things like that, they're pretty outdated. Permanent parks have taken their place, and they tend to lack pretty good coasters. The age of the good traveling coaster has mostly passed us by, at least in the States. If You know, if you're in Germany, yeah. there's some good traveling coasters around still. Um, it's kind of more of a European thing at this point. But, um, yeah, I, I would say uh, definitely not a huge carnival fan i mean the last time i went to a carnival i was probably seven years old but mm-hmm. you know it seems like it's more about the food on a stick at the it just depends where you are the in the country yeah i feel like carnivals are just a very from they're a midwestern region. thing for sure yeah they are, yeah they, they're better there and then midwestern southern like you know in in our parts of the country the coasts you know as coastal elites we're 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 generally pretty <laughs> blessed with with these yeah, permanent parks. Like, I wouldn't trust a carnival in, like, New England. I don't know like, why. Like, my guess, uh, to my knowledge, I think there was, uh, someone posted it in Coaster Chat, that chart of all the coasters, the tallest coasters in each state in America. A few didn't have any, and some had, like, their tallest coaster was, like, 15 feet. You know, yeah. I, I think your chance to ride a thrilling ride without leaving your state in a place like Alabama or or Mississippi or you know, Idaho or something like that it is probably going to come at a carnival. So I can kind of see their place for teens seeking thrills. But the reality is like most of those places would do better yeah. if they just had a, a proper park. I guess I take Idaho back. They've got um, what they have. Let me see. Uh, the, the one that's like near the RMC headquarters and is like yeah. kind of. Coordinate kind of... should have a roller coaster, I feel like. That place is yeah, like what, what the fuck something. is that park's name? I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up and hope it doesn't close on anchor by me doing so. Um, I'm gonna look this up too, because we've I think we've even mentioned this park on the show before. It's actually pretty decent. It sets Idaho apart. Montana was the state I should have used as an example. I don't think they have a roller coaster in Montana. Um, yeah, they don't. Montana does not. Um, let's see, Rocky Mountain. Silverwood. 
Silverwood is the park I was thinking of. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, Silverwood um, theme. Yeah. so Silverwood is like decent, but like, you know, if you're, yeah, you're in Montana or you're in Mississippi or you're in Vermont or Delaware, these states without a real park. And for some reason you're banned by law from leaving your state because of some sort of house arrest deal, you know, your best thrill is probably going to happen at the carnival. So I guess I got to like leave space for them. For, like, you know, it's not for me, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, yuck someone else's yum over here. If, if carnivals <laughs> are your thing, you know, yeah. go ahead. But you're like a hundred times more likely to get injured on a carnival ride than you are on any ride at a permanent park. So, yeah. And definitely in the coaster community, they're kind of the, uh, the, I mean, the black sheep, if you will. People oh, definitely. Like, because yeah. again, they, they turn black real coasters. They have, the, once upon a time, there were some decent-looking traveling coasters, like in the age of like the traveling Schwarzkopf, when you'd have like you know decent like multi- coasters with a couple loops in them and like a, an eighty-foot or so like uh, sort of twisty. Drop, There'd be no like, inversions though. Yeah, it would just all be like bank turns and um, a couple uh, Schwartz, yeah. Schwarzkopf, like Anton himself figured out a way to put some in, decent inversions in in a traveling coaster, and there was uh, the what Pintaro. year was that though? in like the 80s i want to say the 70s and 80s mostly um like his his peak was really yeah like uh, the disco era was kind of the golden age of sports okay that makes really. sense yeah okay although, oh, dude, although it was earlier than the 70s and 80s though but yeah earlier than that i mean i guess you go back far enough and there's just like weird jank where you know like they tried to build a loop and it like broke everybody's neck and they were just like oops all right better skip town we killed 50 people with at our carnival <laughs> yeah um that's an essential part of the carnival though it's like you can kill people. You can do all sorts of irresponsible shit. People can get yeah. you know raped and murdered at your at your. There are event, no rules at a just, carnival. Yeah, you have to go. If and it's like that. if it's like 1936 or whatever, you know, you just book it out of town and like nobody knows who you were. It was like, oh yeah, those clowns. I don't know where they went. Like they they got in their trucks and they drove off into the sunset. Um, like where did they go? Like I don't fucking know. I don't know. Yeah, Another town to do the same goddamn weather, yeah. scam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, just pack up their bags. I w- I will say roadshow. To our listeners, if you are um, HBO Max subscribers, uh, the show Carnival on HBO that like aired in like the aughts, uh, there's only two seasons of it, and it's a little goofy. There's like some weird fantasy elements in it, Let but it's basically it. a show about a, a traveling carnival. It is fantastic. Let um, me see. Hold on. Did I it has the 2003? Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's from like okay. the emo era. No um, way. <laughs> emo. emo. Well, but it, it's it's set in the Great Depression, and it follows a carnival. And like honestly, this is the main character era. This is a very steampunk show. Yeah, it kind it kind of is. It, it yeah, like, it's more steampunk. tasteful than you would think to look at stills from it. Like when you watch the show, it's got this good ensemble cast, and you kind of end up like getting to know all these different freaks in the in the carnival. Yeah. Um, it does smell like patchouli oil. I feel like. This oh is yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, like that's kind of thing. The which is uh, the best character is Samson, who is the midget from Twin Peaks. Who like speaks in reverse or whatever? Oh, he's uh, in the he, show. No yeah, way. he plays okay. the like he's like the the like guy who runs the carnival. So he's like, you know, he's the midget, but he's like in charge. He used to be one of the freaks, but now he's like the boss man. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, the, like the the larger like meta story is like this like battle in like the shadow realm between good and evil. It's like got a very anime style story. Um, yeah, it you can completely ignore that and just follow it as a show about like a, car- a struggling carnival in the American like old west and it's it's pretty cool it got good reviews too people liked it like re- critics were like good show they, but... they rushed the ending because they found yeah. out i think sometime in the second season that there wasn't going to be a season three so they just like forced the confrontation that the whole show right. is about like and it felt very Damn. rushed the ending is kind of disappointing but 
the the first like the first the, every episode of the show is pretty good um mm -hmm. especially ones that center around like the operations of the carnival itself rather than like the main character who seems to be a british guy doing an american accent or like an australian guy or something there's something fucked up about the way he talks and he's like supposed to be playing like a 17 year old boy and he's like 32 so it's just like one of those cases where like main character they were trying to get like a hunk or something and like they just right. like, left but mm -hmm. like ev basically everybody else in the show kills it um what's his name uh the uh, clancy brown i think is his name is the like main antagonist in the show and he is actually the guy who voices mr Krabs. so when you hear him speak <laughs> it like slips through sometimes when he starts yelling he'll just like because his character's like a preacher, and he'll just be like, you know, and you'll be damned to the fires of hell! And he just like goes <laughs> into Mr. Krabs' voice while he's yelling. It's, it's sick. That's awesome. Um, yeah, Carnival's great. So, I mean, if you're a fan of, like, coasters and stuff, I feel like there's a lot for you there. Um, they don't have a roller coaster at their Carnival, Love though, to go off. Which I, yeah. I would say is part of the reason they're failing, is that their Carnival kind of sucks. And they needed a coaster in the show. They needed, like, a coaster element. Way too dependent on f the freak show element. And yes. they only have one ride, which is a Ferris wheel. Which, like, oh, that's no on. good. Yeah. But Let's play this, it out. Here is, here is some supreme autism. I haven't actually looked this up. But I, I know for a fact, based on just looking at it, that that Ferris wheel is also in that most recent Guillermo del Toro movie, uh, Nightmare <laughs> Alley, which is also about a carnival. It's definitely the same Ferris wheel. Let so, me see. It was filmed in Santa, Santa Clarita. You might be right because that's where the show was filmed. So you might be correct. I feel like it's just a it's a Hollywood set piece that they. It is. Like, yeah. It's like a movie for. They about, was in like, a movie a, ranch. Yeah, they had the same set pieces. I think you might be right. Yeah. They didn't change yeah. it. That's so. Funny. Like, how many Ferris wheels are working in Hollywood? You know, like I right. feel like there's probably one or and two. These, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there, yeah. it's not like these things are made some, so far apart. Yeah. Squirt some oil on it and mm -hmm. grease it up. Well, yeah. You know, I mean. The Ferris wheel, the Ferris wheel is like, okay, I get it. They have a ride, but yeah, I mean, obviously the show's about a, a not so successful carnival. So it's, it. Oh, Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Nightmare Alley right. is good too. You, you're totally right. Like you're looking yeah. at the Ferris wheels, right? Yeah, look at the Ferris wheels. Look up yeah, these Ferris. They're, they're Ferris obviously wheels. the same Ferris wheel. They so. are the same Ferris wheel. <laughs> um, that's some deep so autism. Th that's how uh, I watch right the there. show. Yeah. Eyes on the rides, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what we're all about here. We're all about uh, pointing out flaws in movies pertaining oh God, to yeah, yeah. When, pertaining when to have, have unrealistic depictions of roller coasters now, that that would drive me nuts. What was the last I mean, like big movie to like focus on coasters? To focus on them, I well, mean, like, rarely a movie about get... coasters or theme parks. It's like from what I understand, Adventureland. I know they made a while ago. Uh, Adventureland. Yeah. I would say is yeah, like pretty close to it, although. There's not really much coaster action in the movie because, like, he's a ride operator in the movie, but he's kind of like working on like, uh, it looks like he's working on like a Himalaya ride or something. Like, it's not really he's not really working the uh, the coasters. But uh, that was right. filmed at Kennywood in Pittsburgh. I really? Okay. I think so. Or no, it was filmed somewhere else, but it basically was supposed to be Kennywood or something. It takes place in Pittsburgh, so I don't know if it actually filmed there. But like, it was like a good. It was a good movie when it came out. I really liked that when I, I was like it, in high yeah. school. I have no idea if that holds up. It's uh, fucking what's his name, isn't it? Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. I really. I feel like I, like if I watched it now. It pissed yeah. me off. He, he pissed yeah. me off. He actually he said he, he was interviewed about that movie and they asked him if he liked roller coasters and he said no. Oh, I remember God. reading that. Right. So um, so he he's a he's a bitch, certified mm -hmm. bitch for for not liking the coasters despite being in a movie about them. They should have recast his yeah. role if, if that information came to light. Um, Real disappointment I, there. I, I guess uh, um, 
uh, yeah, what's it called? Uh, National Lampoon's Family Vacation is kind of about a roller coaster, more or less. Like where they when they get to Wally World at the end, it's all about like riding a coaster, which is uh, the old Colossus at Magic Mountain, and they filmed the final scenes of the movie at Magic Mountain. So, I guess that's I would a movie count that. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I believe they remade, really. or not remade. They made like. Uh, no one paid attention to like sad none of the characters are doing anything like another family vacation movie where they also go to like a park to ride a roller coaster and i think that one was um uh something at six flags over georgia so i guess you got like a couple couple movies in there one sort of Mm -hmm. more notable than the other they're sort of the same movie um about getting to a roller coaster um they go on on a coaster in encino man um which i believe is Vipers, but that's not like about it's not no it's, it's not it's no. very much not about coasters or like, but like they, they go on one it. yeah that kind of counts mm-hmm. I, I mean guess, that's the closest but... there's not really a movie about roller coasters we need knowledge. one though i think we now more than ever i, I mean feel like there's like an upswing in like the culture where mm-hmm. we need a movie for a the koozies run. yeah like uh something like uh you know like uh uh like a group comedy sort of thing you know like four people you know, four four young Thuzies going on a, a wild and out of control road trip on their way to, you know, to to hit a bunch of different parks in the Midwest. You know, they're going through okay. Holiday World and they're they're going to and again, like to Cedar Point and shit. Way. So it's kind of like Hill and Kumar, maybe like yes, people and yeah, shit. A, a, a and style Thuzie movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but again, to like weird situations, you gotta get their way out of it. Even yeah. when it gets to the theme park, it doesn't go right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the characters, like, you know, is, like, a virgin, and he has sex or something. You know, do, like, mm-hmm. the coming-of-age comedy thing. He I has could... sex, like, underneath the coaster or something. Oh, or, hell yeah. Like, on the yeah. ride. And, he, yeah, and, he, and he, like... he, get, he gets off to, like, feeling the vibration <laughs> of the coaster, not anything he has, to do he with the girl. He gets a hand job on the coaster as it goes up. <laughs> and he comes as he goes and goes down. <laughs> and it goes all over everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And it he gets kicked out of the park. That's, right. a, yeah. that's a good ending to the movie. That's a great ending, yeah. He just comes in. It's just like just comes comes on a whole train full of people. <laughs> full of people. Yeah. <laughs> That's solid. That's like what I get arrested for that, huh? If you, you would like, today, yeah. If you if you came all over a whole train full of yeah. people on a coaster, I, I would think for that's sure. Probably... You can't put that in a movie. Yeah, that's no, just... it'd be t- it'd be tough to backlash under NC seventeen yeah. if there's jizz yeah. in the movie. You would have like a subset of people that would like it because like cancel culture. Like, oh, this movie's awesome. Like this is all about like art and expression like let these people come on their coasters and stuff yeah 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 you could do a a a, a, like um farley brothers style gross out (laughs) fake out scene with that Mm -hmm. where like he is getting a hand job and it seems like he comes but like the cum that sprays over everybody is like his friend in the row behind him snuck in a cinnabon he put tons of of icing on it and it all blows back onto everybody and everybody thinks there's cum all over them but it's actually just cinnabon icing yeah, <laughs> from, like, from, his, uh, from the kiosk or something. Yeah, let, let us kiosk. be the new yeah. Farley Brothers. Let us let us make the the you know the next like uh, the next gross out comedy for that would be a good Farley Brothers like movie too. It would be about <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's a movie they would make. They would, that's a movie they would make. That's a rapture right alley. <laughs> I'm surprised they never made one like that. Yeah, I you mean, know, it feels like a mid two thousands kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah. I do think there, there would be a place for it. It's just you know, time is sort of past that style of movie. By hell, I mean, they don't even make like feature length comedies anymore, really. Oh yeah, that's like dead. no, like they're trying to bring movies... back super bad. Apparently, oh, oh god, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's just depressing. <laughs> yeah. In, in what capacity do they bring that back? All the characters are but like, no, it wouldn't be with Jonah Hill or Michael Sarah. I don't think so. It's just be, like it's like it would be. just it'd about be like some other losers going version. through a similar thing. Yeah, that's stupid. no, it'd be a twenty like twenty twenty two version of super bad. That's gonna be like so awful. it's just like like they just look at their phones more. <laughs> look at their phones and like <laughs> shit you see on Twitter would just be like <laughs> Yeah. They just all like have a mental illness that would just come back. Yeah. Re- that's regurgitated all day. Mm-hmm. You'd see it would be in the movie for sure. Mm-hmm. One of the characters is non-binary or something like non-binary Def- McLovin. For that's, sure, that's oh why that's why yeah. they are named McLovin is because it's like <laughs> it's you know it's a non-binary. It's not <laughs> it like a gendered name. It can, you can be a McLovin girl or a McLovin boy. Yeah, it's a great name, you know. I mean, it is like that. Yeah, that, right. that 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 Anyone gag killed that me. Like when I when I saw <laughs> Superbad, I was like crying, laughing. Like I'm not gonna pretend. Well, it's the whole I did not love I, that movie. Huh. I'm not gonna pretend I didn't love that movie. Oh, but, I love um, that movie. Oh, totally. My God, it's one of my favorites. I, I, that's that's <laughs> why I, I definitely haven't I haven't seen that in like ten years. So again, oh, you gotta rewatch that. It still holds up. Yeah, it's it holds up. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Great movie. Well, that's the whole scenario. It's like talking about Muhammad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that is. Earth. Yeah. It's like the uh, yeah. The it most common name is Muhammad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that that shit rocks. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think basically it would be tough to make a movie about roller coasters that isn't just a, a gross out kind of like teen coming of age comedy. But you could do it. And I think there, there are enough thuzies plus like other people that just walk in and see whatever crap that you would probably not break even because like it seems even kind of hard to do that with a movie that's not a superhero movie now. Um, but yeah, you never know. Never know. Hey, you got to just try to find out. Mm hmm. You gotta write it. You gotta write it. You gotta write it. You gotta write it. You gotta put it in front of different in front front of different producers and be like, look, let's make this, buddy. Like this is this is the this is what the people are gonna want. Mr. Netflix, hey, we got a uh, coaster movie here. (laughs) Yeah, I mean in front of him, give it to the mail guy. It's like this is a big hit right here. I just burst into Mr. Netflix's office and he uh, (laughs) tried to act like he didn't have the barrel of a gun in his mouth. And and wiped tears from his face and yeah, he, playing yeah. it off like he wasn't. He, he like told you that he loved his wife and kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, situation. I was just uh, just catching up on on uh, on the news on the computer here. <laughs> I'm imagine just yeah. Imagine just it looks like Bud Dwyer with the end, <laughs> yeah. lo- end logo over his face. <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy how uh, yeah. how that shit's going down. You know, like. If you if you asked me, you know, a year ago, which company is in more danger, SeaWorld or or Netflix, I would have probably said SeaWorld. <laughs> right, like, we were we were ahead I, of the curve, dude. Like literally, I, I think were, I think SeaWorld's gonna outlast Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, happening, man. It is. Uh, we live in. Uh, what goes up must come down. Hey, Iron Guazi is open at Bush Gardens, Tampa. So they've got they they finally paid off their coaster debt and they're able to operate their. Their coaster that they've been trying to open for like four years, so that's cool. Yeah, um, it'd be so funny. Sea World starts making streaming content, and then Netflix opens up a theme park. Yeah, <laughs> and I it mean, just tanks. <laughs> Netflix theme park would suck. It's like oh, it would be, be like a worse. It'd be a that's worse version of the Studios Park at Universal. Yeah, uh, it would be like all simulators where it's like the Stranger Things experience and some of their, you know, and if you need like, to get kicked out, there's like a, uh, 
oh, like a beefed up like CIA guy who like we oh yeah get picked out the park or something. Yeah, they they've hired guys security. Mossad security. They're riding the coasters. World. They they're on the mm-hmm. coasters too. It's like undercover guys on an airplane. They're on the coaster with you. Oh yeah, we we should start that program of having we should start uh, down coaster marshals. That's a coaster chat seal of approval. We should have air coaster marshals. marshals. <laughs> coaster and he marshals. like he like removes his own restraints, like <laughs> to like get up and pummel you because yeah. you're doing something you're not supposed to do. Like you're not keeping your hands properly <laughs> so inside funny. the ride, <laughs> beating your ass and like climbing across three rows to get to you. <laughs> Like you're just you're riding the coaster and there's like this Israeli guy's like nuts in your face because he's trying to like choke hold a kid in front for spitting. Yeah, just being into a pulp and then the ride stops and like they. <laughs> I'm just imagining he's like wearing sunglasses and like mm-hmm. a bulletproof vest. But like nothing underneath it, though. It's just like oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's hot out there. It's hot either in California or Florida or imagine nothing. Yeah, he's like getting a tan. Um, the did you? I mean, I guess it was. And it has like the Israeli flag on the back, like prominently. Speaking of uh, stopping the ride, did you see that that guy uh, got on Hagrid's uh, motorbike adventure at Universal and then like demanded that they take him (laughs) off after they like moved it into the pre-launch section? It was like. (laughs) It was like you know because that ride has like a, a like a sound interface thing and like it talks yeah. to you so it like started saying like all right well, you know we're gonna go for a ride Harry or whatever the hell it says yeah. and like and the guy was like oh I gotta get off and they what? actually stopped it causing like a three hour delay on what already is like the coaster Ooh. in the world with the longest lines <laughs> wait it took three hours to fix it I think I think so because I think it's like I, I mean I, I'm not sure the Hagrid's is like a one of one kind of it's like an intimate launch but it's got a lot of unique features so it's it's hard to say i don't i watched the el toro ryan video on it you know as a problematic coaster but i don't i don't really remember all of like the details of what makes it weird but it it does seem like it has like a lot of intricacies there's like you know more than 10 block sections in it i think so i think it is kind of just a a major problem if like something happens that stops it to like set it back up again i don't really know um, but yeah, I think it caused like it, it caused excessive delays because just like some stupid <laughs> fuck was like, I gotta get off. It's gonna be too scary. It's like, man, this is like. It, Can it's you like, imagine that if you're the guy and like walk? It's like a ride for everyone. children, bro. It doesn't. Yeah. It like I doesn't. Do I don't think Hagrid's like exceeds a drop of like fifty feet. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's it's just like you're riding a motorcycle at a at a reasonable speed. Around, yeah, like, banked turns through like a scene scenic like themed area. It's like, I, family, I really... it's like a family coaster, dude. Come on, yeah, man. yeah. It's like a launched family coaster, yeah. and it was too scary That's for a guy. Game, and he like he caused people who waited, you know, hours in line already to wait extra hours, which is kind of funny because <laughs> okay. uh, just like that's what you get for being a Harry Potter person, I guess. But it was just funny that I was like a dude, like some really like. He's like just by himself or whatever. Like he's super in the coaster. He's like he's just fucked up. He's like walking by like families and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, I do like that idea that uh, he wanted to get off the ride because he couldn't see like a lift hill or anything that looked thrilling enough. And he was like, "This looks lame. Can I get off?" <laughs> I know. I already waited. Yeah, I already waited two and, I and a half skilled, hours. I but... skipped the premise. Yeah, I skipped the landscape. And, uh, oh, it's not doing it for me. It's not doing and, it for and, me. And every ride has, like, a point of no return, you know? Like, they put it in line. It's like, all right, past here, you're going on. Because we're not we're not doing... There's no way to, like, walk out. You're going to have to, like, walk back through the line if you want to walk out at this point. So unless it's, like, an emergency medical situation, you're getting on the fucking ride. 
And presumably, you know, he just was like, well, that doesn't apply to me because I can't read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, it works in court, dude. Like, I can't read. Like, that holds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's totally fine with me as, like, a uh, answer. You can't read? It's fine with me. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a system's fault, you know? Someone should have taught you. It is. I mean, to read. like, hey. fundamentally, Universal is a park that's based on everything working perfectly. And when They're it doesn't, it kind of just, like, goes to shit. Yeah. Um, so... I guess he did. He ex- he exposed Intamin and Universal and 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 Hagrid and all of them. They he got did. exposed on that. He exposed like, like the Universal Deep State here. Like if that happened on Nitro or yeah. you know like any normal it's, like fucking coaster at Six Flags or whatever, it's like not really that big of a deal. You know, right. a chain lift coaster not, a guy gets yeah. in the seat and no, he's like, "I'm too deal. scared. Can I get out?" They're like grumbling, but it's like, "All right, fine. If the restraints haven't closed, just yeah, get the fuck off." Like we have to do this when people are too fat or they refuse to remove their phone from their pocket. Also, so. I guess, yeah, just get off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, like, either piss or get off the pot, you know? That's the same mm-hmm. goes. Yeah. Either, like, ride the coaster. I'm trying to think of a saying here. I can't. I'm blanking. Uh, ride the coaster or uh, <laughs> get, get in the toaster. Um, this is the title of the episode right here. Ri- ride the ride coaster. The- Ride the ride, or uh, or do the crime, hey, <laughs> or uh, or or step outside. Step outside, you know? all right. <laughs> I, like I, I'll get it, I'll get it. We'll, we'll get to a point where I, where I will be able ride to design the, the sign. Or ride the ride outside. or step outside. That's, that would be my line if I was I like, if I was a line op. Yeah, we're writing a movie here, so we need some like lines, dude. We need some. Mm-hmm. We need, we need yeah, stuff. We need There's, snappy dialogue for yeah. the ride ops. We're just storyboarding. We're just like a storyboard. We're just like putting up things on a wall with like post-it notes, and we're gonna circle circle back to it. Like Mr. Netflix sitting in our presentation (laughs) and just and just wondering. He's like, uh, yeah. So the um, he's learning a gun. He's learning a gun as he's doing this. The (laughs) thirty-minute scene where you explain the block sections on the coaster. uh, Is that like? uh, Would you view that to you as like an essential part of the story, or is that something we could maybe cut down? (laughs) Yeah, like how can you minimize the coasters in this movie? (laughs) But we're just like, no, we need more coasters. That's like it's like impasse here. It's just like yeah. Look, if you we're trying to see eye to eye here. If you if you can't make this as a movie, that's fine. Let's make it a show, and then we'll have episodes that cover each of the block sections of each coaster Even that is in the mini show. Series. We're all about mini series mm-hmm. now. We're gonna get some <laughs> yeah. coaster mini series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, six episodes, fucking mm-hmm. pop it out. Everyone's gonna love it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be critically acclaimed. It'll be a short run show. It's like oh you gotta watch it. <laughs> and it's like people are just like expecting it to start being a show at some point and then it's just like you know it continues to just be a narrator voice and it's like it's like of course with a multi-pass lsm having a plot oh my God, other awesome. than the coasters <laughs> it's just like the most like droned out like coaster video <laughs> yeah. we like, show it for 30 minutes um, it's like informative, uh, so you actually learn something. It's like educational. So, yeah, a, a YouTuber I have to shout out because it's it's uh, his channel is is good in an in a more unintentional way than El Toro Ryan is Coaster College. If anyone's familiar with him, um, Coaster, Coaster College, College rocks because he does he focuses on flat rides mostly in his videos. He does a flat ride of the week video, okay. um, and in the early part of it, 
he would have his like autistic European friend on with him to talk about the rides, and he would like try to riff with him a little bit because he's like you know he's a, he's an entertainer. He's trying to make these videos like mildly yeah, entertaining. Yeah, trying to get snappy. He's trying to get the and, fans and, involved. And he, yeah. You know, he would say things like, you know, like, yeah, you know, my my memories of being on an Enterprise is, is mostly, you know, drinking too many beers and getting on one and then, you know, feeling kind of sick. And, and but like, you know, I was a kid or whatever. And then like the guy, his friend will just be like, yeah. And well, the third Enterprise that you see at the German fair circuit was actually not constructed in Liechtenstein, but was rather constructed using um, American steel at a plant in Pittsburgh. And then the parts were moved to Austria for final assembly. <laughs> he, like, he can't follow a conversation at all. He just said, he does that like autistic thing where he just goes, yeah. And, and then just starts listing things that he knows. <laughs> it's so sick. Uh, yeah, go check out Coaster College um, and check out the Flat Ride of the Week videos. Go to like the dude beginning. Coaster College. That's a better name than maybe better than Coaster Chat. Coaster, Coaster College is a good name. College, he's, he's, he's a great name. And from what I understand, Bar- he names his, his listeners the students. It's Coaster yes, College. yes, his listeners are students. <laughs> students. Um, <laughs> I believe he is a ride operator on Magnum XL 200 at Cedar Point, which is cool. So he's like he's the real deal. He is a ride op. And he currently okay, awesome. works at Cedar Point on Magnum, I believe. So yeah. I think I saw him. You know, I rode Magnum and I saw the ride ops. And there was definitely like a neckbeardy kind of YouTube looking guy. So <laughs> I feel like I, I did see Coaster College. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want to talk about planes? Should we get oh, back to the planes? Yeah. 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 Yes. I mean, we got our discussion on planes cut short last week. So, well, we know. started off weirdly. I think we started off with like, you know what I mean? Like dessert. You know, it's like a full course meal we start with yeah, like the crashes yeah. first usually it's like we build up to that point <laughs> yes we kind mean, of like we skip to it like the really juicy like grim parts first yeah and i mean I was like yeah i didn't apologize i didn't laugh a lot i was kind of like uh <laughs> overwhelmed by it but i mean it's a, it's what it it's is. a it's a funny topic man i mean like it is, even yeah, plane crashes are so they're so horrific but they're they like horrific. they're they're pretty funny in that like when you like if you just like can strip everything from your brain and you're just looking at it like a thing is falling out of the sky like sometimes the way it's falling is kind of funny like a flat spin which is you know to like sort of go oh back when a to plane these... goes upside down is pretty funny oh like, invert in inverse uh, yeah the hawaiian one the hawaiian flight i'm thinking of oh god yeah that one's a scary one yeah you've got uh the hawaiian one that inverted you've got um uh there was an alaska air flight that uh inverted because they lost control of it because like some part fell off and this is like over the pacific um and it was like inverted like i don't know like six minutes or something which like i from what i understand in a lot of plane crashes they don't really get on the pa system and tell anyone what's going on because it's like why bother so like you're just sitting in the plane you're like Gravity feels opposite right now. <laughs> like, yeah. My drink just spilled on the ceiling. I know we sort of gradually flipped upside down, but I'm going to say something's wrong because I just tried to unbuckle my seatbelt and I fell onto the roof. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think there's there's something amiss here on our flight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, there, there was a, there's a great story um, of a plane that inverted and uh, it was a, uh, a FedEx flight in like the 90s. And basically what happened was there was this guy who was a pilot for FedEx 
and uh, he lied about how many flight hours he had on various planes with other airlines. He basically was like pretty much completely inexperienced on flying jets and just pretended he was experienced. And he flew for them for a number of years. And then they kind of like caught wind that he lied or like they contacted his references at some point where they were like, yeah, that guy, we never heard of him. He doesn't exist. Um, and so he may have been an alias. Were, like he just made up like a uh, fake. I don't think he had even had an alias. He was just stupid. And I guess just wanted a better job. Like, but he wasn't so in our he, system though. He wasn't like, he wasn't, he wasn't even in a system. He just like made up, like he like picked random airlines. It was like, yeah, I got like 10,000 <laughs> flight hours on a, on an MD-11 with, with, with them. And they just like didn't check. And then they let him fly for them for <laughs> years. Oh my and God. <laughs> when he got found out, he like moved all his money around. He like moved his, all his savings from like an account from his account did to, like, for his, years his oh baby God. mom's account and like he, no one caught him that's crazy and, well they they eventually did caught him eventually yeah said, but still they said you have to come to headquarters in memphis because we have to have like a conversation with you and he knew like my ass is getting canned and he was not ready to do that and so he they they basically what they set up is like tomorrow you're gonna be coming out with us we've got like we got you in a jump seat on a fedex flight from wherever you are, I think he was, I don't remember where it was, somewhere else in the south, I think, to mm-hmm. Memphis. And so they put him on the plane. And uh, a, an important detail that is going to become relevant here is that he is a kung fu master also. <laughs> that he is actually good at. That's um, a wild kind of thing so, to be good at, too. So It comes in handy. He, when they, oh, yeah, really it did. certainly yeah. did. They put, they put him on the Dude. plane. And he had already, without anybody who's flying him knowing, they were like, yeah, we're just moving. This guy's got to go to Memphis. Classic FedEx thing. We have guys in the jump seat going to Memphis all the time. He probably has a meeting. They didn't even know he was going to get fired. Was he fast as lightning? Was he like... Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like his moves were fast as lightning. lightning. Um, Was he a little bit frightening? uh, It was definitely a little bit frightening when... On the flight, he just gets up and grabs a glass bottle from the galley, breaks it, and then starts stabbing no. the pilots no. in the back. No, <laughs> and so he no. like, he, oh like tries to dude. he tries to hijack the plane, and Whoa. they uh, they battle with him in the cockpit. The they keep like switching who's flying the plane. Uh-huh. I think there were three other people on the flight besides him. So you had like your captain, first officer. And I think there was someone else in the jump seat that was like supervising the flight or something, or they had uh-huh. there was some other guy going there or whatever, and then him. And it's like three against one. They are, ha- and he is like doing kung fu against them, yeah. and like roundhouse kicking them, and like the he like grabs control. Of he's like the doing rush hour shit. Yeah, he's he, doing he, like he, rush hour. He, yeah, he inverts the plane, so they're flying oh upside yeah. down and like spinning around. Um, dude, like gravity no. is shifting, and he's like doing like kung fu moves and like fucking fighting it's all on uh the i don't think they released the cockpit voice recorder but they were in constant contact with air traffic control because they were like uh yeah well, this is fedex 779 or 82 uh we got a situation on here <laughs> and they're like what is the situation and they're like uh don't really have time to explain we are under attack yeah <laughs> so they're like, like getting hijacked. they're getting hijacked by a guy who is like their co-worker essentially and uh, he's, like, stabbing them with broken bottles, breaking shit over their heads, kicking them in the face, like, smashing them into walls. They're trying to restrain him. They can't. I think at some point a gun comes out. I don't know if shots are fired, but, like, I think there was a gun on board or he brought one or something. Um, and oh, no. he's at control of the yoke for a while. Then they wrestle control of him. They restrain him. The pilot jumps back in. He somehow wriggles out and stabs the pilot again. And, like, 
this plane is like going up and down it's flipping over and they're like air traffic control is like this is you know nothing good's happening here like <laughs> this plane is probably fucking going down and mm-hmm. then somehow somehow the first officer who has been stabbed in the arm and back and does not have use of his left arm or does not have use of his right arm is sitting in the left seat in the cockpit just driving the plane with one arm controlling the throttle and the yoke manually with just one arm while his like buddies like I don't know, just like lifelessly lay on top of this guy and then lands the plane and the dude is arrested when they land. So they actually all, they, wow. they survived. However, the pilot, all the three guys who were on there who were pilots all were injured to such an extent that they could never fly commercially again. So he did like ruin their, their lives in a sense also, because they all had to get like, like he break jobs. his arm to the extent that he came like use it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One like, guy I think so was paralyzed broken. for life. He like, Whoa. he literally like stabbed oh, him in God. the spine with like a broken bottle or something. Um, Dude, oh my God. But that's yeah, wild. I mean, Oh, Kung Fu in the air is sick. Like that is, the idea, yeah, that's like a the movie. Idea, that's like Con it's such a good movie scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it Con Air like, shit. Yeah. The it's flight is air, flipping yeah. upside down. Gravity shifts. Like you have a moment of weightlessness. Then you're back up. Then you're on like the, the, the roof and you're like fighting upside down. Then the flame flips back over. You're back the other way. This well, guy's a be cool. master. If the plane flips over, it like, does a 360 all at once. It'd be a cool scene. You jump up in the air. The plane's like turning. Mm-hmm. You're like midair. Yeah. And he, and you have on. like, you like have like the, the main yeah. antagonist. He's like floating in midair and places like a perfect crane kick on some guy's face while he's like floating in zero gravity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a it's such a sick like event like it's it, it is. you know it's, it is also in its own way kind of a it's tragedy like that guy you know I don't know thrown into the oh, jaws dude. of the prison state just for like being a liar who knew kung fu. <laughs> like, Imagine and, finding and, out he was good at kung fu like one of your coworkers like you just knew this guy and it's like damn like <laughs> Steve's good at kung fu over here. Yeah, like if they knew all the details you of him, they would be a little more worried than they were. They were just right. like, all right, yeah, just guy I don't know on the plane. Yeah, so that's whatever. Yeah, they, like what's up with this guy? He knows kung fu. Like you don't you don't like yeah. to think that someone you're sitting next to on a plane could have just emptied all of his bank accounts and knows kung fu like all of a sudden you learn those two details and you're like i'm now i'm a little concerned because that, that, that could go to a very dark place and it, and it basically did um but yeah i mean i think in terms of coaster crossover you know uh certainly something like that where it wouldn't really necessarily be able to be a coaster but maybe like a slow dark ride or something that has like uh like zero g simulation or something that feels like zero gravity and like I don't know. You're just like stuck helplessly watching as like like uh, paid actors do like stunt kung fu and shit in the in the cockpit. It's got it's got a very like yeah. It's like Kill Bill or fucking something. It's, it's oh definitely. It's, it's definitely Kill Bill like yeah. It's, it's, it's very uh, Tarantino movie. Uh huh. But yeah. Oh, what was the other stories we were talking about? The guy that flew a plane. And he was a uh, he was an experience when he landed it. Like he stole a plane in Seattle. Yeah, it just happened. Oh, well, happened, the, there's yeah. that one. Yeah, Sky King Rich. Sky King Rich is one of my favorites. Sky stories. King Rich, perfect. Yeah, let's Since talk about bef- that one. Before yeah. I, was, I was into planes like this, you know, Sky King Rich has been an ultimate one. Because yeah. if you remember, this was uh, late 2018. Um, a, uh, I believe he worked, he worked at the airport in maintenance, I want to say, or something like that. He was like, where he was like on the, on the ground crew or something. Um, and... He basically uh, just hopped in a uh, Bombardier uh, Q400-8, a like uh, a twin-engine turbo-propeller plane um, from Alaska Airlines, and just was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna fly this because I want to die," and just took off himself. And they were like, uh, "Yeah, was that plane cleared for takeoff?" And then they start talking to him, and he's like, 
he's like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm just, uh, just, you know, kind of a sad guy. Got a few screws loose, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. I got a few screws loose, I guess. Got a few that's like the classic loose, I guess line. Is great. Yeah. Th- that one, and uh, they, uh, you know. Do they in the air, like the wherewithal, just have that line ready? It's like, oh. Yes. Yeah, he, he was a great performer on the radio, <laughs> he was. and he really and, was. and he would have been a great podcaster. And, oh, totally! Uh, yeah. I would and, have him and, on. Oh, I would love his... to have. If if he wasn't dead, I would love to have. Oh yeah, King okay. Rich on. All right, so my bad. Yeah, yeah spo- spoiler alert: uh, it doesn't <laughs> end well. But um, yeah, he he gets the plane into the air and he's oh, talking yeah, with air yeah. traffic control. At one point, uh, he says he was like, "Hey, you think if I can actually land this thing, they'd give me a job flying the planes?" And the guy says, "Hey, if you land this plane, I don't know what they're gonna do." And he and he's like, maybe they'll give you a job. And he goes, Nah, I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> and then then they're talking to him, and he's like, he he mentioned a story where a pod of orcas had been seen recently in the Puget Sound. And he was like, I'm gonna go find, I'm gonna go find those. I want to go see some orcas. And so he's just like flying at a low altitude, looking for looking for orcas, which is a beautiful thing to do in a that's plane. A that's thing to that's, do, that's yeah. a great like that's regular a great pilots, pilot plane. That's awesome. AKA uh, uncreative, boring losers would never think they'd be like, um, well, uh, that's not our cruising altitude. And the flight plan says that we have to maintain flight level 35. Like, it, shut up, bitch. Like, fly yeah. at 1,000 feet over the Puget Sound and try mm-hmm. to see if you can see a, a, yeah. a fucking porpoise and a killer whale and shit. Exactly. Take a seat um, and let this guy look for orcas, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then he, uh, then he declares that he's going to do a barrel roll. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah the barrel roll he did was yeah like, and then top air notch. traffic control is like uh yeah don't don't do that you're gonna die and he's like uh yeah i'm thinking i'm gonna do it he yeah just, he like guns oh, no. it gets up to gets up to a pretty good level i think he gets he like raises the uh the flight level to like something in the neighborhood of like probably like above ten thousand feet and then begins the barrel roll and clears it does it successfully clears it by three meters he is literally nine feet away from, from the bo- belly of the plane smacking into the Puget Sound and right. clears it. And, like, uh, I believe it was, like, uh, some, like, local Air Force captain or something was like that. It's, like, some of the best flying I've ever seen. <laughs> like, they were, like, so impressed. He did a barrel roll in a regional, like, turboprop airliner. Like, that is, like, yeah. it, that plane is not designed to go upside down for one second. It, like, Mm-mm. it could break up. It'll go it out could overstress it. Yeah. It's such a work of finesse. That's, like... That's like just standing in front of a canvas and then just like fucking painting like Guernica or like the girl with the pearl earring or the well, fucking... just like in the zone. It's like hitting a baseball and you don't feel it. It's like one of those things. Yes, it's like, like he's in the zone. Yeah, he's like a streaker in a baseball game who grabbed a bat and then like hit hits a, a home run. hit hits a home run off a major league pitcher. <laughs> like, right, it's it's, it's so incredible. cool. Yeah. Um, and then and then after that, of course, they scramble the fighter jets. And so we don't know exactly in the report what happens, as always, like in Flight 93 and 9-11. Um, that's, like a, that's a conspiracy with him. We're, sure. we're, we, we, can, we can definitely jump into some of that talk. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, the, the, what, what they say happened is like, I don't know, like uh, he lost control of the plane and crashed into an island or something. But like almost assuredly it was taken down because um, like they weren't. You know, he hijacked a plane, and you can kind of only like do that and fly around for so long before the United States Air National Guard really takes you out, um, which is what happened. And he crashed into the woods on an island in the Puget Sound and died. Uh, but he died a legend. Undeniably. Oh, for sure, yeah. And I have an I have thought story. about him probably at least monthly um, since that happened. And uh, I I 
can say it would probably be controversial, but I know that Seattle, the place where this happened, uh, is a certainly a city that lacks a roller coaster. Here's the first one. Here's your theme idea. The Sky King Rich Coaster that has a huge inverted barrel roll as like its mm-hmm. biggest drop. So basically, like you go up the lift hill and like you cruise for a second and then it, you invert and do this like really graceful drawn out inversion as a barrel roll. And then just some like airtime hills and then you can like simulate the crash into the island to show the end of Sky King Rich. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I like but, it though. But yeah, I, I mean, I think he, he went for the ride of a lifetime. You know, that's a thrill seeker, Sky King Rich, for sure. He lived our dream. I mean, it's like, like take a plane and do all that. Yeah, like, like your final goodbye is incredible. Bitch ass Muhammad Atta, you know, didn't do any barrel rolls to my knowledge. You know, hijackers in the past, you know, lame wads who don't even do anything cool with the plane and just try to like either crash it into something, blow it up in midair or land it in a, in a country that they're trying to escape extradition to any of that shit. That's he sky King rich in one event made all of them seem so uncreative and so fucking lame by just being like, no, I'm, I'm in the cockpit of a plane and I'm suicidal. I, and I'm also not hurting anyone else. I'm flying over the water and I'm just doing barrel rolls uh, for my own pleasure. And it has nothing to do with, with politics it has nothing to do with, uh, you know, religion or any of that shit. It's no, beyond just, that, man. Yeah, this is a guy who's just like flying. Just, yeah, just, the, just the sad guy, you know, kind of lonely guy. Got a few screws loose, I guess. But he died a king, though. That's the thing. <laughs> he died it's a like, king. He died yeah. a king. That's a, a really, like, incredible story. Yeah, it really That's is. It's awful that he died, but it's and, like, he really did something incredible. And, and to give props, what, literal, no pun intended, to give props to this guy... Uh, he could have been a a noob and tried to flo- fly a jet and probably crashed it on takeoff. Or no, he picked a perfect plane. It's like a Grand Theft Auto plane. He picked a, he picked a flyable yeah. plane. Yes, exactly. A, a, a Dash 8 is a great plane to pick. It's a cool-looking plane, too. Yeah, if, it's like, it's if you've logged 20 hours in Flight Simulator, you can take off a, a Bombardier Dash 8. Like, they are yeah. not hyper-complex to fly. It's twin twin turboprop engines. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's maybe harder than a single-engine prop, but it's got a little bit of speed. It's like a nice midpoint. Um, I think it was a it was a great choice. It showed a, a, a lot of um, a lot of adaptability from him to like steal the right plane in the right moment. You know, that's thinking on your feet. The kind of thinking on your feet you don't see from every hijacker. A lot of hijackers are are very fail, to be honest. You you know, I've looked at a lot of these situations of of hijackers because they're those hijackings tend to be included in the Wikipedia article about plane crashes, even if it doesn't crash. Which I'm not a hundred percent on. I don't know if I agree, but. Um, it's still an air accident, I guess, when like a guy, you know, like there was one where a guy, uh, I think he wanted, he was like on like a Chinese flight or something. He was demanding okay. the flight reroute to Taiwan so that he could like escape or some shit. It was like the 80s in China, I'm pretty sure. And they just like wouldn't do it. And they just like big dicked him and landed in Guangzhou or whatever anyway. And he was just arrested. Like, it's like, you know, that that was fail. Like you, if you're, you're, if you're serious about this, you need to be ready to fly the plane, not just hold the gun at the pilot and be like, do what I want. Like that's, you're not, <laughs> okay, little baby, you can't fly the yeah. plane yourself. Like they're not going to listen to you. They're just going to be secretly messaging, you know, air traffic control and like a uh, crazy guy on board rerouting, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but doing it wrong. yeah, I mean the, the, 9-11, as I've, I've tweeted, uh, is mm-hmm. if you're into plane crashes, 9-11 is kind of like verboten because it's cheating and too many of the deaths included are on the ground and it's not, it doesn't really count. 
Right, um, yeah, it's something like misused in terms of national there's crash. But. Way, way, way too much information about it that has nothing to do with airplanes. So if you're <laughs> into this kind of thing, True, yeah. it's not really about the planes. Plane, um, exactly. But when you look but, at the part that is about the planes, yeah. very interesting. The the uh, second flight that hit the South Tower uh, almost had three mid-air collisions before colliding with the South Tower, which like really, is really crazy. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. like um, like over what like part? All, all right around the New York City area. I think one was like in Connecticut. It almost collided with a commuter flight. Um, it, it almost collided with a military plane, I believe. And then it almost collided with another flight that was making its way into JFK from Minnesota. And imagine, like all, dude, all imagine within like the plane. Yeah, just like yeah. I think it came within it came within something like 500 meters of one of them. So it was like pretty mm-hmm. pretty close as far as those things go. That's not like super super close but they like didn't have any idea what was going on you know exactly at that point they kind of knew i mean some people knew exactly what was going on if you ask me but (laughs) for the the most part you know the air traffic controllers probably weren't in on it and didn't know what was going down yeah Um, and it was uh, beyond them you know i mean it's like yeah yeah so uh yeah you know bring the other agency taking over to have that many near misses uh, on your way to do a terrorist attack, I just I love the idea Three. that like yeah, that's crazy that the hijackers are like yelling at each other like go left, go left, no, no, go <laughs> right, left, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, and just like dodging like planes, yeah. driving with one hand. It's know? like three stooges, like you're hitting each other. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Like, <laughs> like, like like you know, radically shifting the yoke back and forth. Um, and yeah. that, that's that's the thing I think about Flight ninety three too. Is like I'm very conspiracy minded about nine eleven, obviously. But uh, right, yeah, I do kind of think that what happened on Flight ninety three is that they were very prepared to shoot the plane down. It didn't have to because a struggle inside the cockpit just like pushed the nose down enough that it was like not recoverable for either like a distracted hijacker or a like guy on a flight who doesn't know how to fly a plane, like. You know, when you think about this, like, it's pretty easy if the autopilot is switched off uh, to crash a plane by accident. And so I think that's possibly what just happened. And that, like, the Air National Guard just kind of watched it go down. We're like, oh, well, that's easy. That makes our lives a lot better. Because when you look at the, the crater that it left, it doesn't, like, usually if a plane is shot down, it would integrate before it hits the ground. You could make the argument that they bumped it, which is one I hear a lot, but... I kind of think they didn't have to just because like, I do believe that on some level, some of those people in the, in the cabin or whatever were like failing at taking the plane back. I don't think they were like, Oh, let's deliberately crash it into the ground to save America. That's bullshit. But like, yeah, you know, you're, you're like, you're on a plane that you believe you saw get hijacked. You might, there's probably one or two tough guys on there who are like, no, it's not going down that way with me in this plane. And like they do the Mark Wahlberg thing and they tried to make it, not go down like that and it goes mm-hmm. down like that as in a 40 degrees nose down position so, mark Wahlberg would have crashed a plane he would have had a mid-air collision probably absolutely yeah mark yeah. Wahlberg definitely would have he's yeah. the type of dude to have a mid-air collision because he's stupid and doesn't <laughs> yeah, he's, like he's, he's not gonna listen to air traffic control or his yeah. TCAS warning system mm-hmm. and he's just gonna you know he's just gonna barrel into into like a general aviation yeah. single it'll be his own plane. hubris that brings the plane down you know he's the type to have a yeah. mid-air collision where he doesn't die where he like he smashes into a smaller like plane and his plane is able to land but like he like kills four people who were like well, he's, a, he's a movie star you know he can just like jump out the plane and like 
he'll survive. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah Obviously, he could, he could jump out if he had to. But I, yeah, I, I feel like Mark Wahlberg as a pilot would be the type to... Uh, ha- like, he would be like the pilot totally, on, yes. on the one we talked about last episode, where, like, the American pilots in Brazil who just, like, mm-hmm. took out a 737 by accident because they were, like... Like you know, doing suck a fuck a ding dong shit in the cockpit, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, I think that's where Mark Wahlberg, Sally. Yeah, <laughs> that's Marky Mark's move. That that is that is some Marky Mark shit for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah no, I, that's still there's a lot of nefariousness with. Yeah, and and like <laughs> for all that nefariousness, you know, it's like it's the same thing with like the coaster obsession for me is like the accidents are like the the they're they're sexy they're 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 chaotic they draw you in. But then once you're learning about this, you're like, okay, but what if there was no accident? You know, how, how about a plane just flying normally and successfully and I fly it, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it, it, it does sort of lead you to a place where then you, you know, you download Microsoft Flight Simulator X and you complete more than, uh, I don't know, I think I have uh, 47 well, la- successful landings at this point, which I, I would say is pretty good. I've got, I'm, I'm not at 100 flight hours yet, but I'm, I'm getting closer each time. <laughs> I yeah. completed I completed a transatlantic flight, which I personally I'm pretty impressed with. I I don't think you know where you know, where where was the location? Uh, I did I did uh, Gander, Newfoundland, um, to <laughs> Shannon, Ireland, which is the shortest crossing of the Atlantic. That's pretty much possible. Um, where the, what's the hours on that? Uh, it was actually only four and a half hours. It's so, four hours to do that. Yeah. So no that, way. It, it made that's me so think crazy. like. There's probably a viable business there. If you could, I don't think yeah. you're legally allowed to fly uh, small regional jets like that because you cut it really close on the fuel. Like I, I got a warning from my uh, my system that I had critically low fuel levels on my because I had to do two go arounds on the landing. For listeners who don't know, a go around is when you have to throttle the engines fully um, and abort the landing because something's on the runway or there's bad weather. And I had to do two, one, because I wasn't descended quite enough. And I was sort of off, off, like uh, the line was off. I was going to like land and then end up on the grass. And I didn't want to do that. And then when I Mm -hmm. came back around, um, they allowed a taxi to, they, they allowed a 737 to taxi onto the runway, um, for reasons unknown to me, despite telling me it was clear to land. Um, so I had to do another go around and then I landed on the third one and with like barely enough fuel to taxi to the gates. But if you could, you know, if you were telling me it's like a hundred bucks to fly across the Atlantic, you got to go through Newfoundland. The airline also provides flights from oh major East coast locations to Newfoundland. And then you get like an easy jet or Ryanair flight from Shannon to somewhere in Europe. That's yeah. Not so bad. It's okay. Yes. One, two, three leg flight. Not ideal. But yeah. if the whole thing is like round trip under $300 to go to Europe, then it's worth it. But that's obviously, you know, that's even tough now with, with gas prices the way they are. Uh, flight, flight tickets are a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that would be a way to, you know, keep costs down. And I feel like, you know, the age of the, certainly the age of glamour in air travel is gone. And I think increasingly the age of like uh, jumbo jets and anything about it being remotely comfortable will probably be gone in favor of making it something anyone can afford. And what that probably means is flying smaller planes longer distances, which is increasingly what airlines do. Uh-huh. So that's my business plan, basically, would be uh, buy like three to ten uh, regional jets, somehow lobby governments to allow me to fly them across the Atlantic and then uh, do so at like discount rates and fly through yeah Newfoundland to Ireland basically as that short route. The other short transatlantic crossing 
is uh, the northeast of Brazil to Africa, but that's a little tougher and harder to market. I don't know who that's for. There's probably a market for that, but I don't exactly know what that guy is. Like, I don't know, someone restarting the transatlantic slave trade. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of the middle passage yeah. as far as flights go. Yeah. But We're not um, about that, yeah. That one's that one's a that's little longer a little, though. It is a little longer. longer. From uh, uh, I believe the flight I tried, I aborted it because I was getting bored. But um, what's the flight log on that? It's like it was, four yeah, hours. it's that well, that one's about five hours from five hours. Um, I okay. believe I was trying to do uh, Fortaleza to uh, Abidjan in um, Cote d'Ivoire. So um, that one, yeah, that that one's a little bit tougher. I'm always looking for for hacks on the map though. That's my new thing. Is like, right. could you make a flight shorter if you flew over the Arctic? You know, could you make a flight shorter if you cut across this way? Mm -hmm. And um, because that's what they used to have to do when planes couldn't fly like infinite distances the way some of them can now. Um, And, you know, maybe they'll have to do again in the future because, again, it's it's gas is expensive and planes use an unfathomable amount of fuel, even in just one flight, which is basically the 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 root of why costs on flying are high. So, um, you know, I'm not only a pilot, I'm a, I'm an innovator in the airline industry. And, mm-hmm. uh, if, you know, what I would say to the, to the big wigs at the, at the major airlines or at the smaller, you know, even discount airlines, look at what coaster chat has done for the coaster community. Air travel, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm the Howard Hughes of, of the, of the 2020s, you know, mm-hmm. let me, let me cook something up in the lab for you, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Then we're innovators. Mm-hmm. Like, we're we're on the ground floor of everything, you know. Yeah, we're throwing out uh, ideas that can blossom into something. I mean, honestly, yeah, what, help what me I, to help you with the air travel community. What I'm inspired by a lot is uh, how the Soviets handled air travel. It was pretty cool. Um, they uh, they didn't they didn't really use the same like thought process that we do about like going to an airport and what that entails. Um, they it was very like. 1920s and 30s still like the idea of a soviet flight would be you'd show up at the airport about like 20 minutes before your flight leaves and you just show up and say like hey is there any space on the plane and they'd be like yeah and then you just you put your bag in the cargo (laughs) hold yourself you like walk into the cargo hold and just like place your bag in there and then you walk on the tarmac i love walking yeah you're you're just and they didn't even have tarmac a lot of these they built jet airliners that had like capacities of like 300 people that took off off of grass, gravel, ice, dirt. Like, so it's like going to dirt. Just like you pack your bag up. Get on yeah, the plane. you're you're in, yeah. and you're in like you could do that. You could get a flight on like a jet airliner if you're like in a bumblefuck like you know regional capital of like forty one thousand people. You could get a flight yeah. you know to to Moscow or Havana or whatever, and it'll right. stop like seven million times because it doesn't. And have I good do fuel this capacity. easy. Yeah, it's like twenty minutes. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, there. it was it was affordable for like the average Soviet citizen to do so, and they found ways to build planes that like worked at these airports that didn't have any of the sort of modern luxuries we expect, and that became normal in the '60s and '70s in America. They were just like, yeah, we're not going to do all that, and we're just going to like keep going with the old system and just build planes that sort of, you know sort of get the job done and they did and some of them actually still fly for the north korean airline which is pretty cool huh, um, interesting. shout out shout out air choreo which has an impeccable safety record when compared to you know american major flag really carriers. interesting yeah there's been one fatal crash in the north korean airlines history and yet 
they are banned from all European airspace, from all American airspace, from mm. most of Asian airspace. They are only allowed to fly internationally, basically to China. And yet they, they're, they treat being a pilot in North Korea like being an astronaut. Like you have to train like your whole life to fucking do it. They yeah. fly these Soviet planes from like the early 1960s that have an engineer and a navigator and they're like using maps and like, uh, you know, ultra high volume omnidirectional no, radio like signals. Place, yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're using like technology that's like from like World War II and shit to fly planes filled with people to China, basically only to China or in like <laughs> in other destinations in North Korea. But like, that's still like incredibly respectful. That's incredible. Yeah, definitely. I never um, knew that they were, they're more safe than American airlines. I mean, they fly a lot yeah. less. Let's be fly honest. Less, but still, within the like percentages and stuff, it's one, like one fatal, one fatal one accident crap. in their history, yeah. and That's it was crazy. back in the 1980s. Good. So they they've got huh. a great record. Damn. Air Corio is the U.S. government would tell you not to fly it, but if for some reason you're on your auto warm beer shit and you're trying to go to North Korea and have a good time, mm-hmm. stop on an Air Corio flight. There, yeah, it seems awesome. Imagine what your whatever sort seems of like in-flight entertainment could be. There's probably none, but if there is any, it's probably fucking weird and probably pretty cool. Play like a Dennis Rahman movie, you know? It'd be like Dennis Rahman entertainment. <laughs> that would be or so... Like, it's or like, Bulls games, or you just watch old Bulls games on the flight. Bulls highlights, and then like... Yeah, that'd be awesome. And then, and then a movie starring Dennis Rodman that American eyes have never seen, and he's speaking Korean. <laughs> he's speaking Korean, yeah. Because all the stuff they're hidden from like American entertainment. He's just like... Yeah. yeah. Like, Charlie Bold, who's Chai Bold. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's speaking English and it's all it's all subtitled <laughs> yeah. into Korean. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. great. They have just like a Korean guy like talk over Dennis Rodman's over, voice. Yeah, and yeah, it's a movie where he has to like stop a nefarious CIA plot to kill Kim Jong Un. Yeah, well, it's plane. <laughs> he's like, is it a plane gang hijacked or something? Yes, that would yeah, be sick. Like, yeah, it's a movie it's just made for air yeah. choreo flights starring Dennis exactly. Rodman. It's not even uh-huh. in movie theaters in Korea. It's right. just on the plane. It's on the plane. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, it's just like. Yeah, it's Dennis Rodman, like, uh, I don't know, like, he, like, at one point, like, dribbles a basketball and, like, uh, just, like, well, for some he reason. Welcomes to, oh, my God, I got about He welcomes okay. the flight. So, it's like, oh, like, welcome to Air Korea. I'm Dennis Rodman. He's, like, smoking a cigar. Mm-hmm. And he's, mm-hmm. like, oh, then the safety shit, you know? Like, yes, yes. Then. Yeah, he's doing all uh-huh. of that. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Like, he's yeah. just instructing you. <laughs> like, wear a seatbelt, do all that stuff. Like, here's a flotation device. Mm-hmm. And he's just screaming it, and it's just like, you have to do this. And and I I do want to repeat for the listeners, um, that flotation device, you're never going to use that. Oh, that totally, is not yeah. relevant. It, if mm-hmm. is over the ocean and goes down in a way in which it has to go into the ocean, you're dead. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to live. Like if if you're at thirty thousand feet, and then you it go happened. to zero, yeah. and that's not one hundred percent controlled, you're dead. And even if it's controlled, you probably still die because these things weigh an, an amount you can't really understand. And it's going a speed that you're not really comprehending. Like when a plane goes down, it goes faster than it's supposed to go. Most planes that go like and fall out of the sky and hit the ground, they do so at like 700 miles per hour. You're not surviving. There is no chance of survival. You will not survive. You're, be- you're better off your plane smashing into the side of a cliff or a mountain than your plane going into the ground. If your plane goes down, you are dead. Don't prepare to survive. Don't prepare. Don't think you're getting your stuff. People seem to think this also. They think in a survival situation, they'll somehow have their stuff too. You're out of your mind. There's no chance. If your plane goes down on the ground, even in a controlled flight into terrain where the plane fuselage is not completely destroyed, 
if the engines rupture, jet fuel is spilled everywhere. You have a matter of seconds to get out of the plane before it bursts into a fireball. Do not think about your laptop. It does not matter. It's gone. You are you you will probably not survive unless you are seated in an exit row. The exit row is worth every penny. If there's a chance, the exit row is your chance. You might be able to get out if it's like an emergency landing. You might survive. And there's plenty of emergency landings where not everybody fucking survives. Oh yeah, dude. You gotta take it. Uh, take your chances. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Uh, I, I was reading about one that happened recently on like a Southwest flight in the U S um, it was actually, I think it's the last fatal accident on a commercial airliner in the U S happened in like 2018. Um, it wasn't everybody died. Just one person died. But what happened is the engine like blew up kind of on one side and shrapnel shredded the window and the plane like uh, experienced de- rapid decompression where the air was sucked out at a high altitude and a guy got half sucked out the window Oh, that's the flight to Reno. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, about that, my dad, it was flying out from Vegas, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think my dad, he was flying southwest. I think it was like two flights or something ahead of him was that flight. Jesus. Or something like that, yeah. Yeah, that's Like, he was flying around that day, yeah. Like, I just crazy, yeah, I remember that. I feel like, obviously, your plane's going down. That's horrific in a way that, like, you know, you can't really describe. It's mm-hmm. also a separate level of horror for just one guy to die in an accident on a plane. Like, right, guy that's just, like, insane. In, like, the split of an instant is, like, half sucked out a window, and then he's, like, all, like, frozen and fucked up, and he's already, like, suffocated and dead, and he's just, like, hanging out the window as you're, like, landing. That's that's so fucked. That's, that's like, really, yeah. It's, it's fucked to be that guy, but it's also fucked to be, like, the rando sitting next to that guy. You know? It's like, <laughs> damn. Oh like, his, his legs are hitting you in the face as he's, like, half in the plane. Um... Yeah, something I think a lot of people don't. <laughs> That's awful. Something a lot of people don't realize about planes is uh, mm-hmm. they will they will open the windows sometimes, and I didn't know this, but sometimes when a plane is on fire in the middle of the air, they bring it down to an altitude yeah. and try to slow it to a speed in which it stays in the air, but it's safe, and uh-huh. then they open the windows in the cockpit. I had no idea that was even possible. That, right, and, I had no idea too. And, there are a few instances where, like, they tried to clear smoke out of the plane by just opening the windows, which, like, that sounds like something, like, a five-year-old or a Polish person would think of as a solution <laughs> to that problem. Yeah. But, it's it, like, it, of it course, open the windows. Yeah, it's like, let's just open the windows. windows. Yeah. And, go and wrong. It's, it, it's, it's very funny to uh, imagine, like, you know, it's uncomfortable to be in a car on the highway going, like, 70 to open the windows, like, to be in a plane flying at 10,000 feet at, like... Oh I guess God. the minimum you could probably keep airborne is probably like 170 miles per hour in a jet mm-hmm. airliner. You know, you're at that speed opening the window. Like, I don't know. It's, it's like, I'm trying to imagine what that even fucking sounds like. It's probably pretty tough to hear anything. And I would think it would make flying the plane pretty tough. But so is like inhaling a whole bunch of smoke. So that's bad. If you're on a yeah. plane and you, and you see smoke. Also, like, you know, make peace with whatever god you were so, raised with. Yeah, it's a real uh, <laughs> tough situation to be in. Be calm, wipe those hey. tears from your face, you're going to meet your maker, because mm-hmm. uh, that that doesn't end well. Yeah, no. Find peace with Allah, you know, just like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Accept him as, yeah. like say the shahada. Yeah, <laughs> say the shahada. I was like a white guy, like a white guy on a business <laughs> yeah. trip. White guy becomes sorry. Muslim convert two minutes before his plane goes down. <laughs> I, I, you know what? That's, That's a good DN. Next, next time I... Yeah, it is. Next time I'm... <laughs> I'm on a flight. Uh, I'm going to um, save a screenshot because, you know, of course, in midair, you're not going to have access to Wi-Fi of the words of the Shahada. So I can just pull it up and, and you know, make yeah. my way into into the, the kingdom of Allah. Um, mm-hmm. 
if if something were to happen. Of course, if, should security see that, I guess they could be concerned. But yeah. if they understood Islam, they would know that means that like I'm I'm not one yet, and I'm saying this to become one. So like, just chill out. Like yeah, I haven't exactly. had time to be radicalized yet. I'm just yeah. There's a process like, involved. Yeah. It would have to happen before. I I didn't even like go to Pakistan and climb the monkey bars or anything. You know, like I'm not mm-hmm. ready. Right. It's not your time yet. You know. Yeah. I haven't even ta- I haven't even talked to the president about like what I'm supposed to do. So, you know. <laughs> Most importantly. All mm-hmm. right. Well, that was pretty good. Yeah. Hey, we, we 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 look. We'll talk we about planes put, now. I like it. When we put planes and coasters together, it is so easy to get to an hour. <laughs> it is. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. We're set. We're good for it's, a while. Yeah. It's easy. New shit now. That's that's yeah. autopilot right. We're just there. Com- it's autopilot. Yeah, we're on autopilot right now for mm-hmm. season two. It's mm-hmm. autopilot mode. Yeah. But I will say, bringing it back to coasters, I'm eating another airhead. Um, bringing it what back flavor? to coasters. No, this one's blue raspberry. It's actually oh, that's a good, good one. Yeah. Um, if I'm, I'm thinking, hopefully, by the time we record the next episode, I will have been to Dorney Park. The plans are becoming more and more imminent. Okay. I have a trip report because I am Perfect. very excited. Hell yeah. To get on Steel Force, which I'm hearing more and more about. And people are saying it's like a shitty version of Magnum XL 200. That sounds awesome to me. So I'm pretty excited yeah. for that. Hell fucking yeah. Mm-hmm. And I need to hit up a close coaster soon. I know I'm slacking. Some point Always. soon we'll hit a Magic Mountain. So Typical California slacker, yeah. lazy ass. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, smoking weed all day, procrastinating mm-hmm. on riding coasters. Yeah. That's like <laughs> yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Can't even get your ass up to ride a roller coaster. coaster. Yeah. <laughs> roller coaster. That's how much I'm smoking weed. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Man. Until next time. Mm-hmm. This is Murray and Avery. Peace. Peace, suckers. Later.